0: in Texas. Hey guys, it's Jordan Younger, your host of the Balance Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. Here we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, wellness, motherhood, channeling, aliens, and so much more. We have deep conversations. We go to other realms. It's a lot of fun. So stick around. Let's dive on in. I cannot wait to connect. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. If this is your first time listening, then welcome. And you picked a good one to start with because solo episodes are my favorite way to connect. I had this idea to do this, how my business has changed and evolved over the years. Solo episode. Sometimes I get my best inspirational moments when I am driving in the most least expected times. So, I created a little voice dictation note where I just started to write down all the different ways that I feel like my business has changed since 2013. And I feel like this will be a very impactful episode, a helpful episode, educational for those of you who are either looking. To build a business or expand a business, because I have certainly learned in all of this when to work with a team, how to hire, what to look for, when not to work with a team, which I have definitely learned the hard way and have made a lot of mistakes along the way. And I feel like if I can share some of those mistakes with you and some of those hurdles that I have jumped over, maybe I can one inspire you to follow your dreams and become an entrepreneur and a creator and to help you from making some of the same mistakes that I have made to get started let's go all the way back to 2013 you can imagine 22-year-old jordan i was living in the west village in new york city the best time of my life in many ways truly and I was starting graduate school for creative writing because I had always had this very artistic brain, this creative way of thinking. I have always struggled with ADHD and have always been a rebel to the rules. And I find that people who are more rebellious and don't like to be a part of the status quo. A lot of us end up working for ourselves or working for startups or just doing something different that in many cases didn't even exist 10 or 15 years ago and certainly didn't exist when we were growing up. So there was not a blueprint for us. So when I was a kid, The only thing that I could think to say that I wanted to do was to be an author. And that was something that I started feeling like I wanted to do from the time that I was like four or five years old, because I knew that authors could just create stories from their own minds. They were super creative and imaginative and. I didn't think about this at a young age, but when I got a little older, I knew authors, they don't have to go into an office every day. They don't have to work for someone else necessarily. They can write books and that's their career. They can do that from home. They can do that from bed. And it's definitely against the status quo. And it's definitely one of those careers that people tell you not to do, not to pursue because quote unquote, so few people make it. It's harder to find success. I think when I was younger, some of the advice that I was given was you can shoot for that in the future, but first you have to build your portfolio and work for a magazine or work for somebody in the publishing industry and network and work your way up and all these things that in my opinion, to be honest, even though I know that they've been wonderful for a lot of people and it's not a bad way to do it at all. But in my opinion and my experience haven't been necessary in this day and age, because in this day and age, we're really set up to become entrepreneurs and follow our passion if we're willing to work hard enough to do it, if we have the belief in ourselves, and if we have the daily discipline to get up and actually do it. Because if you don't have a boss or if you don't have someone telling you where to be every day and what to do every day, you have to be that boss for yourself. And I find that's not the best for everybody. That's Not what everybody wants to do, but it's definitely something that I have wanted to do and I have loved to do. And especially when I was younger, I was very, very good at. I had so much discipline. I find that now things have changed a little, which I will get into. But I think back to those early days in New York and my discipline was out of control. I was in grad school. So I was in my master's of fine arts for creative writing program where my goal was to be an author and write fiction. And that's what I was working on in all of my classes. But on the side, I had started my blog, which first began as an Instagram account called The Blonde Vegan which was the perfect hub for my creative mind. I was obsessed and I still am with wellness and health and food and making food beautiful and styling it. And this was back in the era of Instagram where people were making these beautiful layered jars of oatmeal and smoothies. And if you followed me back then, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Or if you followed any of the other health food bloggers back then, I would spend half a day decorating these beautiful jars of oatmeal in mason jars, just setting up the most staged, perfect, beautiful photo posting it to Instagram with one of those like original Instagram filters like Valencia and with borders and everything. And then just hashtagging like crazy. And the timing was very divine because this was really, really early on in Instagram. People were just starting to use Instagram for more than just personal things. There were people posting about blogs, about fashion and that kind of stuff. So the very first content creators that I started following were all fashion bloggers. And I was really inspired by what they were doing. People like Kiara Faragni of The Blonde Salad. I remember following her and just thinking, how does she do it? This is amazing. She's like the best kind of celebrity in the sense that so many people follow her. So many people are so invested in her life and it's just her life like she doesn't even have to do anything special other than share her passion, which for her is fashion. So I was really inspired by that, but more on the food side of things, more on the health and wellness side of things. Okay. So lately I have had so much going on. I've been lying awake at night, just worrying about all of the things that I have to do the next day. And it ends up killing my energy levels when I wake up, which I think a lot of people can relate to. So I have alleviated this struggle with the help of Magnesium Breakthrough. Ever since I started adding Magnesium Breakthrough to my nightly routine, I have been able to quiet my mind and get the best sleep ever. Once I started taking it, my sleep completely started to change. Now I have no problem falling asleep, which is huge for me. And I also wake up refreshed and energized, unlike other magnesium supplements that might be giving you one to two forms of magnesium. Magnesium Breakthrough contains all seven forms of magnesium, which are designed to help calm your mind and help you fall asleep, stay asleep and wake up refreshed. Did you know that over 75% of the population is deficient in magnesium? And what most people don't know is that even if they're taking a magnesium supplement, they're still deficient because they're not getting all seven forms. Magnesium Breakthrough is the ultimate way to give your body all seven forms in one supplement. Don't miss out on the most relaxing sleep ever with Magnesium Breakthrough. For an exclusive offer for my listeners, go to bioptimizerscom slash balancedblonde and use promo code Balanced Blonde at checkout to save 10%. Hi, I'm Claire. And I'm Erica. We're the hosts of A Thing or Two. We are professional enthusiasts constantly on the hunt for the products, books, and trends that should be on your radar. And we share them with you every Monday, whether it's marinated olive oil we're putting on everything, a deep dive on pillows, or the fact that suddenly gas stoves are on everyone's outlist for 2023. We challenge the friends we invite on the show to bring their own favorite thingies too. Like when Ellen Van Dusen spilled about the IG account that's keeping her current with the youths. We also love a gift guide. We take listener questions, dear Abby style, and tell you what to get your vegan minimalist coworker or your sister-in-law who loves to hunt. So be sure to listen and follow A Thing or Two with Claire and Erica wherever you listen to podcasts. The timing was so great because if you hashtagged and you posted and you interacted with people, you could grow thousands and thousands of followers a day. So for the first summer of having the Blonde Vegan, I went from zero in June, June 18th, 2013. That's the birthday of my Instagram account and my brand. So it's a Gemini, obviously. Also my niece's birthday, which is special From June until September, when I actually started the program in New York, I think I had somewhere around like maybe 35,000 followers on Instagram, which at the time was a huge deal. Like even some movie stars had like 35, 50,000 just because Instagram was really new and people weren't using it the way that they did today. So I developed a blog on the side of the Instagram so that I could do as I saw the other food bloggers doing and put all of my recipes there. But quickly, my website wasn't just recipes. It was lifestyle. I was talking about my family and trips and running marathons and my musings about life and things that I had learned. And quickly, I just felt this deep connection with my readers. And I started getting emails from them because I would drop in little things in the blog post. Like the reason that I'm so interested in health is because I've always had stomach issues and I've never been able to figure them out. And I'm so sensitive and doctors have never been able to help me. And suddenly I was hearing from tons of people, specifically girls who were around my age or a little younger than me at the time, saying, I've had the same life as you. I've had the same stomach issues and what are you doing? So I quickly started learning as much as I could to help not only myself, but other people. So I did a health coaching program because I wanted to have some kind of legitimate advice. And again, this was back in the day. So back in the day, there were so many people who would write in, how can you write about health if you don't have certifications? These days, I feel like millions of people do it because sometimes passion and research of your own will give you more knowledge than you could ever imagine. But I did a health coaching certification, which I'm really happy that I did. And I did that while I was still in grad school. So then I was able to start seeing people as a health coach. And I also was learning so much because I was in this OG wellness world in New York, where I was introduced to some of these super cutting edge nutritionists and functional medicine doctors. I remember the first time I ever heard of functional medicine I was meeting with someone at a raw vegan restaurant in New York and they were like, have you ever heard of the microbiome? Have you ever tested your stool? Because if you have all these stomach issues, you should really see if you have parasites and start taking probiotics and see how your microbiome's doing. This was in early 2014. And now you guys, everybody's talking about the microbiome. If you listen to wellness podcasts, or if you follow nutritionists and trendy functional medicine doctors, then this is just a second skin to all of us now. People get it. People who are at least interested in this kind of stuff, but being at the forefront of it and being introduced to all of these people who were doing like gravity colonics and like I said, taking probiotics and drinking spirulina smoothies. This was so new back then. And I just wanted to soak in as much of the knowledge as I could. And I started sharing about all of it. And I believe in some ways, that's what set my blog apart because I wasn't just sharing recipes. I wasn't just saying like, hey, here's an amazing vegan chocolate cake recipe. I was talking about these things that I feel can really make people healthier. And it was also so long before hearing about that kind of stuff was more common knowledge. So quickly, I started to realize maybe being vegan wasn't the best thing for me, for my health. I was feeling very obsessive about food at the time. I was still trying to heal some of the chronic symptoms and ailments that I had suffered from my whole life, like the stomach issues and the bloating and the rashes and just the overall sensitivity. Looking back now, I know that I was dealing with more than I knew because I had undiagnosed Lyme disease and so many autoimmune issues that back then people just certainly didn't know anything about. So I wasn't properly diagnosed. So I was just trying to heal myself through food. And I think even though it was hard, it was very relatable. So that was a really beautiful way to start building a community because already we all had so much in common, whether it was health sensitivities or just being a sensitive person in the world. And I also, even way back then, was blogging about spirituality and blogging about meditation and yoga and just kind of sharing my personality, which I believe has helped me cultivate the best community on the internet because everybody's just so nice and everybody's been interested in high vibrational living. And we have all really grown and evolved together. But to kind of skip over to the more entrepreneurial side of things, something that I used to do back then that helped me a lot. And I think it, it paired well with my age and being single and living in New York. I lived with my best friend, Katie, but I was totally single. I had no animals. I had no relationship. I had no children, obviously. I was a child myself. So I was able to pour so much into my business. And this is where we get into discipline I had endless discipline. I would work late into the night and I would wake up super early and start working again. It was so new to me and I was so hungry for success and so hungry for knowledge and just everything that I was doing. I could not get enough of it. So I started thinking about all these different ways back then, how to add on to what I was doing. And I wasn't at all, thinking about making money, which was kind of a blessing in disguise because I still didn't think that blogging could be a career. There was nobody really blogging as a career at the time. If there were, I didn't know about them. And I thought that the only way to really make money as a blogger was to have ads on your website, but not the kind of ads that we all do now, working with brand partners. And you guys know when we have sponsors, you would Join these advertising sites where they would just advertise on your blog and you wouldn't even really have any say over what they were advertising. And then if people clicked and went over to their product and bought their product, then you would make a commission, probably like 10 cents. So that's the only way that I knew to make money as a blogger. And I knew of some bloggers that were friends of mine, like Chocolate Covered Katie, who had already been doing it for years. And I knew that they were making a significant amount of money from these ads, but that's because they had millions and millions of visitors to their site every day. And it was just the Wild West. So I was brainstorming different ways that I could grow my business and just do fun things and make offerings for my community. So I started creating some eBooks, which were these cleansing program eBooks that were similar to the plant-based cleanse that I did at the time that had changed my life and had really, really helped my stomach issues. So that's why it was really helpful to become a health coach, because then I was able to coach people along. And the first time we launched it, it was a five day cleanse and we were all on an email chain together. This is hilarious. Like I don't even think I BCC'd people. Like we were all on a huge email chain together. <laughs> Everybody's email was like public in there. I was getting hundreds of emails a day in this thread from people with questions about the cleanse and just needing support and wanting advice. And I freaking loved it. And so the first time that I did it, I believe we had around like 350 people doing the cleanse and I freaking loved it. This is why I was up all night. I was working on Friday nights. I was working on Saturday nights. Sometimes I would go out to restaurants or to the bars with my friends and probably just drink water. So I would go out to the bars, especially after class at night, and then I would walk home and it was like midnight in New York. So it would be earlier here in California. So I would call my mom and I'd be saying all these things about the brand that I'm creating. And then I would go home and work and wake up in the morning and keep working. And I do believe that that discipline really, really helped my brand grow. But I also know that now that wouldn't be sustainable at all. So when I think about the top way that my business has changed over the years, it's that I do not work in the same way that I used to work. And if you feel inspired to work in that way and it doesn't burn you out, but it feels like something you genuinely feel pulled to do when you wake up in the morning every day and when you're in bed at night before you go to sleep, then I would say, do it because the time to do it is before you're married, before you have kids, before you have all these other ties to all these other things. Because I know now, 11 years later, my life is so much more overwhelming. I have so much more responsibility now. I have so much more of a need to be efficient with my time. But back then I was just efficient with my time just for the sake of growing and for the sake of discipline. And I loved it. And I remember the best compliment that my dad ever gave me. Because if you've ever listened to my dad on this podcast or on social media, if you've seen him on Instagram, you probably know compliments from my dad are very few and far between. They do not come with ease, especially when it comes to business, because his whole. Life and his whole passion is based around business and finances. And he's an entrepreneur. And so is my mom, which we will get into because it does run in my blood. And I feel like that has helped me on this path, just having it in my actual DNA. But one of the best compliments that my dad ever gave me was all those years ago in early 2014, he said, you can do this because of the discipline that you have, you are able to be an entrepreneur because you are so rigid and regimented and disciplined. It's just not for everybody. So I really took that compliment to heart. I took the wisdom as don't ever let go of that discipline because that discipline is something that's going to help you during your whole journey as an entrepreneur. So Just to get into what I was saying about the DNA of entrepreneurship, my dad started his own business. My mom had her own clothing business for a long time and my dad didn't even go to college. He barely graduated high school. He had a daughter by the time he was 18. So he was providing for a family really young and then he had three kids and then he had four kids and he had to figure it out and he had to be creative. And he had to show up early and stay late and prove his worth and all these different things that one, set me up for the ability to be able to do what I do now. So I'm, I'm so grateful for where I came from, but also just inspired me deeply. And same with my mom. She created her amazing clothing business. It was a store in Sacramento called Flirt. And people still ask about it to this day because she closed it when I was one. But the entrepreneurial blood that runs through me runs deep. And I feel really, really thankful that I've always had people supporting me and cheering me on. Because even though back then my parents didn't understand social media at all, they supported me. And when I said, after a year of having the blog and a year of being in graduate school, I want to leave school because it's actually just distracting me from this business and I want to turn this into a business and I want to do something huge with this. They were my number one supporters and they said, do it. And I remember telling my dad, I can do something on the side. Another amazing piece of advice that he gave me was don't do that unless you absolutely have to. If you can and while you can, everything into creating this business because it's going to make it more successful. It's going to make it more successful quicker. And the whole point of leaving graduate school is to focus on this full on. So focus on this full on. So that's what I was able to do. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? If you're among them, you're not alone. Thinning is normal, but it's not openly talked about, especially with women. And going through it can feel so lonely and so frustrating. Join the over 1 million people that are doing something about it with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. I am such a fan. I started taking it when I was postpartum with Atticus because we all know that during that postpartum period, there can be so much hair thinning. I still have a little bit of thinning around my temples, but Nutrafol has helped so much. You guys should see my before and afters. You can take their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com. For a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes, with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code BALANCED. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutriful.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code BALANCED. That is Nutrafol.com promo code BALANCED. Okay, so maybe you didn't get exactly what you wanted this Valentine's Day, but you're in luck because starting this Friday through Monday, February 26th, it is Dime Beauty's Vallen Dimes sale. So you can finally get the gift you wanted, or maybe you're running low on your skincare staples and you want to stock up. So now is the time with 25% off you have heard me rave about Dime. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient so you can use their products daily with confidence. The Works system is everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com this Friday until Monday, February 26th for 25% off. Stock up on staples or try something new. Now is the perfect time this kind of discount is huge and it will expire. Go to dimebeautyco.com for 25% off during this Valentine's sale. That is dimebeautyco.com. So then I went through many, many years of working with all different types of team members and managers. I had one of the first ever managers for digital influencers, digital talent. And that was a really positive experience because they taught me so much. They taught me my worth. They helped me start making real money that actually was able to like sustain my life. And they showed me that I was worthy and that my word to my audience had value, that if I was going to talk about a product or talk about a brand, then I was to be compensated fairly. So I'm really thankful that at the age of 23, I had the opportunity to work with such a powerful manager and such an amazing management company. They were very young at that time too. I was their second client and now they're one of the top management agencies that exist for digital talent. And I was with them for many years. And I think after around six years of being with them, I stepped away because that's when I realized I'm not necessarily diehard passionate about posting about products on Instagram. I love talking about brands on the podcast. I love talking about brands even on Instagram when I really, really love them. But back in the day, I was doing this like seven days a week and I'm so, so thankful for it. But I would say yes to everything. I was working with brands like NyQuil, things that I don't even really stand behind or take or recommend taking. And that's when I knew that I had to take a step back and that I wasn't necessarily looking to be an influencer in that way for the rest of my twenties or even especially into my thirties. So that's something that I've felt like has always really set me apart and made me feel really different from other influencers and content creators that I see often is that Back then, even though I was super into it for a long time, after like five or six years of doing it, I really pivoted. And I felt, I remember telling my old managers on the phone and I was so nervous. I was shaking like a leaf because I hate confrontation and I hate separating from people or letting people down. And I said to them... I just don't know that I want to be an influencer long-term. I want to be a spiritual teacher and I want to teach people spiritual things. And I'm a psychic and a medium. And I want to, I have all these like mentors who are teaching me. And I remember them being so supportive and I remember them saying, yeah, that's something that we absolutely can't help you with. We can't help you be a spiritual teacher. So we totally understand. Go spread your wings. And that was a really valuable experience because I loved working with them. I didn't really know that there were so many other ways that I could spread my wings and dip my toes into entrepreneurship other than the one thing I knew, which was being a influencer for brands. And now like I'm looking around my room, I can tell you 10 brands that I'm looking at right now that I love that I still work with because I use them daily and I've sought them out and I've asked them to work with me. I'm kind of just using this to illustrate how much things have changed because I can't even remember the last time that I posted on my actual Instagram feed, me holding up a product. I used to always be holding up these protein powders and like activewear and all this stuff. And it's just been a really, really long time because it wasn't sparking joy like deep within my bones. And I wanted to get back to doing things that sparked joy. And so I've really, really always focused in my career on longevity and longevity was something that was so important to me. So I knew that I could make a lot of money doing all these one-off posts, but I knew that that wasn't what I wanted to be doing deep into my 30s, I knew that I wanted to have a lasting impact where people really trusted me and saw me more as a spiritual teacher and as an authority figure and as an author. So I have really worked so hard to step into that over the years because it took a certain amount of knowing my own self-worth because When you start out as an influencer so young and you've never had another job and people see you as the blogger girl, this or that, it can be hard at times to know that you have something to say, that you are wise, that you are intellectual, that you are powerful, that these people who you look up to, like my own personal idols and expanders, that I can be like them too. And that I don't always have to follow the traditional path of an influencer. But that's what I love about what I do. It's so seemingly random, I guess you could say, because I'm some kind of mix of influencer, content creator, author, spiritual teacher, meditation teacher. I've tried it all. And I have explored so many different avenues. I didn't even mention that I had a clothing line in the beginning for five years, TBV Apparel. That was a really, really cool experience. And it was an opportunity for me to learn about having actual physical products in the world and learn about customer service and helping people in that way. And then I had the years of my career where I was a yoga teacher and I did 800 hours of yoga teacher training. I would go and teach yoga here in my neighborhood, At eight in the morning, I had all of these amazing people coming to class every morning. And then I would teach the evening classes, basically this hot yoga studio in my neighborhood. They would give me all the classes because I was a new teacher, all the classes that nobody wanted to teach. So like first thing in the morning, last thing at night, 7 p.m. on a Friday. And I would take all of these because I loved teaching and because I also had my platform on Instagram, I was able to post and say, come to my classes. So even though I was a new teacher, my classes would fill up because all of you guys would come. So I've always had this really unique relationship with my audience where I actually know so many of you in real life. Or even if we haven't seen each other in a long time, you could say to me, I came to your yoga class in 2017, or I came to your yoga event in New York in 2016. Like we could find a photo of us. I can probably remember your face and your name because I'm kind of crazy like that. And it's always just been this amazing synergy. And I've always just wanted to give you guys more. And that's why I was never content with just peddling products on Instagram only because I really have always felt so strongly about bettering people's lives and always bettering my life too. Like I've always done a lot of this for me to begin with. Like, let me explore spirituality. Let me explore functional medicine, but then let me teach about it. So at the end of the day, if I had to sum up everything that I do, in one sentence, I would say that I'm a wellness guinea pig. I'm a human guinea pig for wellness and spirituality. I was trying crystal healing and Reiki way back in the day and reporting back and saying, this is legit. This isn't legit. Don't try this. You could try this and all of those things. And then a huge mistake that I made early in my career that I'm really, really happy to share with you guys because I hope you can learn from my mistakes is that I thought it was the pinnacle of success to have a big team. And I thought that being surrounded by assistants and managers and agents and photographers and videographers and web developers and designers and all these things, business partners for the clothing line, managers for the clothing line, et cetera, et cetera, investors for the closing line. I thought all of that meant that you were successful. That if you were a blogger who had a full-time assistant, then you're successful. And I thought that that was what it meant to be an entrepreneur. And I really learned that the hard way because I let a lot of people into my life back then and into my career that did not have pure intentions My business partners for the clothing line are still some of my closest friends. I went to college with one of them. I love him so much. He was our wedding photographer. We had so much fun, but I feel like we also learned a lot of lessons. There was somebody who wanted to come in. There was actually multiple people who wanted to come in and grow the brand. They wanted to change the name. They wanted to take my face off of it. They wanted to put it in Macy's, like... Put it on QVC, blow the whole thing up, and we thought that this was so cool. So we trusted these people, we let them in. I think a lot of people had really selfish intentions, and I didn't have as much of a radar back then for authenticity and for people who you can trust and people who make sense to let in. And I just didn't even have really a sounding board. Like we were these young kids making these huge decisions that we were barely equipped to make, and On the side, I also had a full-time assistant and I had many, many assistants. I had interns that turned into assistants. Some of them are still so close to me in my life, but I also had a couple of assistants who were the most energy-sucking vampires in the world who I feel like came into my business and took from me in a really, really untrustworthy way and There were a lot of people like that. And there were times when I gave up a lot of my power to those people because I was so overwhelmed and I gave too much trust to those people. So I didn't learn how to do certain things. I didn't learn how to even post on my own blog in the beginning because I trusted my web developer so much who ended up not being a trustworthy person. So I would say, first and foremost, make sure that the people who you're working with are heavily vetted. Maybe if they come from a friend or word of mouth from someone that you're close with, or an agency, but also friends of friends and word of mouth. There's so many people who want to work for startups, who want to work for internet platforms and personalities, who have so many skills to bring to the table. So now I just know that I would do things very, very differently. I also think that if you are a content creator or an influencer, it's never the best idea to have Fans and followers of yours work for you because, well, actually, sometimes it totally works out, but sometimes it doesn't because I have found that there's kind of this like pedestal feeling that when someone is a really, really diehard fan... And then they work with you. They expect you to be different than you are, or they expect you to be their best friend when really you're looking for more of help with a certain area of your business. And so I've learned that the very, very hard way. And then the other thing that I learned the most was not to be a workaholic. So for the first nine-ish years of my brand, maybe nine and a half years, I was the definition of a workaholic. And this is still something that I am struggling to overcome. And in the last year and a half, specifically in being a mother, I guess I've been a mother for two years. The time is going fast. I have really, really had to instill some tools to learn how to have more boundaries, learn how to say no, learn how to say no, even to shiny opportunities that feel like they're only going to come once in a lifetime and trust that there is always more where that came from. So if it's not the time, or if it's not feeling like 150% of a yes in my body, just because it's somebody else's dream does not mean that I have to say yes. Because what I have learned is that being a workaholic can only take you so far. I've also found that being a workaholic, I tried to control way too many aspects of my business. So I would try to do everything. I would be sending emails late at night. And to be able to pass some of that off to people who I trust and people who are experts at doing that kind of thing has been so freeing. Because even though I will say that I think I do more hands-on stuff than most people in my position, because it's really important to me that you guys are hearing my authentic voice on social media, on Instagram, in my newsletter, in my platform, I still have had to learn to give certain things to other people and to delegate. And that has been such a blessing. So I now have an incredible team and it's very different than the type of team that I had in the beginning where I was telling you guys that I just wanted to have everybody around me and wanted to, I even had makeup artists coming to my house like three days a week, which for some people, that's great, but that wasn't necessarily, and still to this day, isn't something that I need or care about that much. I now have a team that makes sense. I have really focused assistants. I have really focused marketing directors. I have an audio editor. Obviously, I have podcast partners at Dear Media with an amazing producer. I have a video editor, a photographer when I need one. I have people who handle my partnerships but I don't have anything excess. I'm not the person who has like five agents and five managers and you have to go through 50 people to get to me. I have enough boundaries in place and I have my away message on my email that if you've ever emailed me, you've you've seen it, which is just always there. It's always on because it tells you who to reach out to and this person will get back to you quicker than I will and that kind of stuff. And that has really helped me with my boundaries, but also beyond all of that, is learning how to say no to certain things. So I have had a few opportunities come up this year, which would really be so fun and are such good opportunities. And those things that just sound really cool and really shiny on the outside. But when I feel into my body and I ask myself, how would it feel to show up and do that thing? How would it feel if I had to show up and do that tomorrow? And I'm pregnant and I'm having a lot of body pain and this and that, all these little things. Like I have to be pretty honest with myself right now, more than I ever have in my life. I am a mother first and foremost. I don't want to say yes to anything that's going to take me away from Atticus for more than a weekend for more than a couple nights at a time or ideally not even that at all so I'm just in a different phase now and I'm really proud of myself I have one of my best friends who I grew up with Danielle I hope you're listening to this. We have been best friends since middle school and she is my ride or die. She gave me a very tough love pep talk the other day on voice messages where I was telling her, this is how I'm feeling. I made this big commitment, but it's really deep into my pregnancy. And I don't know, like, I think it would be really fun. You should come with me, all this stuff. She responded to me and she was like, we talked about this when you were pregnant with Atticus. And I cannot believe that we're talking about this again. You are always putting your work first. You're a workaholic. You get that from your father. You put so much pressure on yourself. You get overwhelmed. You get anxiety. Then you have to take anxiety medication. There's nothing wrong with anxiety medication, but then you have to take Xanax or something. And like, you are pregnant right now. And that is your only priority is growing your healthy baby girl, making sure that she has a safe home and is developing to the best of her ability and letting her know internally that you're taking care of her and all these amazing things. And the tough love was like, just say no, the work opportunities are always going to be there. They're always going to come back around. And if it's an opportunity that's never going to come around again, maybe it's not the right opportunity to begin with. And so unless it's like 100% F yes... These are not my years to be a workaholic. And that's why I told you more about my journey in the beginning, because those were my years to be fully disciplined, to be working 24 hours a day, to be glued to my computer on the weekends. And it really benefited me and it really helped me. And if there's anybody listening to this who's in their early 20s or even in your early 30s, but you're single, like use this time, use the energy because it's not going to be there forever. And I don't have the same energy that I used to have. I used to be able to function off of less sleep because I didn't have the responsibility of chasing around a toddler while while all the hours that he's awake. And like I said, I didn't have the responsibility of providing for my family and also being the best wife that I can be, being around and being emotionally available because there were also the years where I have been with Jonathan, but for many of those years, he got the scraps of me. He got the crumbs of my energy at the beyond, beyond, beyond end of the day. And in this phase of my life, that's not where it's at. That's not where I'm at. My husband and my son deserve the best parts of me. They deserve best parts of my energy during the most active and energized parts of my day, rather than always giving that to my work. So that's something that has changed immeasurably. And I'm so thankful for that. I have found better balance, not to be cliche as the balanced blonde, but I have had to really find balance and I've had to find healing. I've sought healing in so many ways from therapists to plant medicine, to EMDR, to somatic healers, to mediums, life coaches, friends, astrologers, to really help me learn how do I create the best balance in my life? Because I am different from a lot of people because of my human design as a reflector, because of my specific birth chart as a Libra with a cancer moon and Aquarius rising. I am sensitive. I have to do things differently. It doesn't mean that I'm less capable or less powerful or less energized, but I have to know what my best strategies are because they're not going to mimic the same strategies as a manifesting generator. Triple fire sign. It's just going to be the opposite. And to really embrace who we are and embrace our truest nature and align with the divinity of that nature is one way how we can really, really guarantee our own success, but beyond our own success, our own happiness and our own joy. So that's something that I've learned. And then finally, I will say now for the last many years, I have been absolutely trying my very, very, very best to instill my gifts into everything I do and to use my gifts. So not only to show up as a podcast host, which used to be something that was very unique. And now everybody has a podcast, which is amazing. But the uniqueness has worn off and it's turned into a full on industry, just like blogging has, which I'm so grateful for. But I like to be at the forefront of things and I like to do them first. And I don't know. It's just something that brings me joy. So I've wanted to find a way to bring my gifts to the world in a bigger way for a long time. My intuitive gifts, my love for astrology, my love for meditation and healing and being a spiritual teacher, but without doing one-on-one sessions because I'm really not somebody who would be fueled by doing a lot of one-on-one sessions. I get too exhausted. I... I'm still working on my boundaries, all that kind of stuff. So the way that I've found to do that is by finally creating this meditation and membership platform. I'm so excited about it because this is a place where I can do what I do here on the podcast and just riff and talk into a microphone and teach from the places that feel really good in my own heart and share what I've learned. But to do it in this like beautiful way that has become this absolutely magical hub of a place where I can channel the Pleiadians, I can teach meditations, speak the affirmations that have healed me from the inside out and have helped me heal from chronic illness and Lyme disease and everything in between. Talk about somatic healing, talk about Kundalini, breath work, like all these things and kind of take the podcast and turn it into an actual healing art form. I feel like that's what I've done in the meditation platform where on the podcast, I get to talk to people from Gabby Bernstein to Teresa Caputo, the Long Island medium. And then I can use all of that wisdom that they've shared with us and infuse it into my own unique teaching style. So I'm so excited about the meditation platform and the membership. And if you haven't joined us yet, you must. You can find it on my website, thebalancedwan.com. And then you just go up to the membership tab. And then when you get to the membership tab, there are two different pricing options. You got to scroll down. This is a question I've been getting 10 million times a day. People are like, where is the monthly option? Just scroll down on the membership page. There is a monthly option and a yearly option. We have so many amazing people in the community. It's an interactive community. You can make friends from all over the world. We've had various live events. We did one with my mentor, Eric, and it was incredible. And we have some coming up with my other mentors, Nikki, and many, many other channeling events with me to come. And then channeling the Pleiadians, channeling from this deep well of wisdom, which I feel has always been my calling as opposed to anything else. And that's why little Jordan in, gosh, what year was it? 2018 or something, was pacing around my old apartment, super nervous to tell my old managers, like, I don't think I can work together anymore because I just want to be a spiritual teacher and yada, yada, yada. Well, Here we are. It might have taken me a while to... Have the time and the original discipline that I had when I was younger, but I have officially turned it into something that I am so proud of and is the future of my brand and where I plan to infuse all of my energy, so much of my energy. It just feels so good. So I really, really hope that you'll consider joining us. And I'm just so excited to see where it takes us. There's also yoga, so I can infuse my old school yoga teaching in there, but without having to go teach at a studio. At 7 p.m. on a Friday and I feel like so many things are coming full circle in that way. Also with my original clothing line TBV apparel that has come really full circle because now I get to do merch for the podcast. So you guys can check out all the podcast merch that we have. It's really just like a side project and a very fun hobby, but it's something that I love putting my creative energy into. And now I can focus also on balancing my life as a mother. Because that's really how we're going to end this story today is entrepreneurship is a huge part of your life when you choose to have your own business, but it is not your whole life. It does not define you. And for so many years, I really felt as if I was the balance bond and the balance bond was me. And that if something was going wrong in my business, or there was a Reddit thread about me and people hated me, that it said something about my soul and my core. And now I understand I am not my brand and my brand is not me and I'm allowed to disconnect on the weekends and I'm going to take time off when I have my daughter, just like I took time off when I had my son. And that's really important as a mother and a human being and someone who's really in this game for longevity and for the long haul and for the future of Everything that I do now, because I want to do it forever. This is not like a one and done for me. Like I'm always going to do this. I love what I do, so I have to find ways to do it in really sustainable, longevity-inducing, beautifully long-term ways. And I believe that that's what I found. So I hope this episode was helpful, and I hope it inspires you, and I hope that you can also learn from some of my mistakes. I'm such a fan of any. Unconventional way that people can provide for themselves and their family and make money. Nobody, if you don't want to sit behind a desk at a nine to five, you don't have to. Maybe you do right now, but you don't have to forever. And so there are so many paths to build or you could do as I've done and you can start as an influencer, but so many influencers have pivoted and grown into something else, whether it's products or a clothing line or a makeup line or a skincare line. There's the product world, which I have never been, especially after having my own clothing line, I've never been super passionate about having a physical product line. But some people pivot into digital products. Some people pivot into being a coach, some kind of life coach, because when you're an influencer for that long, you really do learn how to tap into your passions and speak to people. And so I've seen a lot of my friends turn that into being a really successful life coach or business coach or spirituality coach. So there are so many things that you can pivot into once you have an audience, which is why I suggest to everybody who has any sort of passion in the entire world, start a website, start an Instagram account. I used to say start a blog and you can still start a blog, but maybe these days to keep it more current, start a YouTube channel or a TikTok or an Instagram and believe in yourself and have discipline because nobody's going to believe in you, but you. Until you've shown them and you've shown yourself that you can do it. And once you've shown yourself that you can do it, you can do anything. So you've got this. I'm so proud of you. You're amazing. We're all going to kill it. And let me know your thoughts on this episode. Please join us in the meditation affirmation platform if you like these solo episodes we have a ton of bonus solo episode content called pep talks and there's yoga there's kundalini there's guest speakers there's a little bit of everything and it's super affordable and it's the future of TBB and now you know all about the past of TBB as well so join us I love you you're amazing sending infinite love and let me know all your thoughts rate and review on Apple and Spotify for a free gift from me. Just email me letting me know that you've taken the time to rate and review. And I'm sending you a lot of love. Mwah. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Come say hi on Instagram at The Balance Bond and tell me what your favorite part of this episode was. Subscribe, rate and review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of your rating and review for a free Soul on Fire yoga ebook. See you next Wednesday. Love you guys.